You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 70, the PCA era. It's here, Crowley. It has begun. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. In this segment, Crowley talks to Sam Widernhalf, play-by-play announcer of the Myrtle Beach Pelicans, to talk about the birds playing in the postseason. Joining me now on the Fly the W podcast, we have our good friend, play-by-play announcer for the Myrtle Beach Pelicans, Sam Widerhoff. How are you doing, Sam? Crowley, I'm great, man. Uh, the sun is shining in Myrtle Beach. Great weather still. I know we're getting close to fall and the season is coming out to an end, but uh, all, all good here in, in Myrtle Beach. But the reason, Sam, that I wanted to have you on, if people aren't paying attention, and you should, you should follow Myrtle Beach and you should follow Sam on social media, is that the Pelicans are the first of the Cubs affiliates to be in the postseason this year. Um, they punched their ticket to the postseason by winning the first half of the season with a record of 39 and 26 second year in a row the Myrtle Beach won the Carolina League South Championship I was there Sam when they I wasn't at the game but I was in Myrtle Beach when they won I had gone to a couple games right beforehand and uh you know it's just a good vibe and, and and you know it was just a fun first half it really was um you know we've been waiting for these playoffs for a while because we win that first half championship in the middle of June and you know you, know, you got to wait July August and then the middle of September to finally get here but now the playoffs are here, and, uh, I mean, yeah, the fans are showing up. It's going to be a packed house for our home game tomorrow, and, um, you know, the, the guys are ready. Um, like I said, they've been waiting for this for a while. We've got a lot of new players coming in with those draft picks in the middle of July, now getting to Myrtle Beach and have been here for, you know, about a month and a half. But, um, yeah, it's it's a super fun time and uh, really just looking forward to uh, to Thursday night and that, that first home playoff game. Oh, absolutely now. You know, it's a great thing that you have when you have a good team and they win the first half. But then, you know, as, as far as the minor leagues are concerned, you know they're promoted, which is yeah. the whole point. It's what you want to see. Um, you know, which players that were promoted after they clinched, do you, did you feel we're going to have a lot of success at uh, South Bend? Well, I think it's pretty clear Moises Ballesteros was uh, way above this level um, in terms of talent. I mean, he was just put, he was working great at-bats. He was great behind the plate had a ton of power and uh, you could just tell that bat was going to play in high a. And you just saw that now with his recent promotion to double a Tennessee, that's where he's going to finish out the year. Um, He was just way uh, just overmatching people um, and way more mature than what his age, uh, you know, shows at 19 years old. So uh, he was a player that that really stuck out. And then Felix Stevens as well, because Felix um, had provided most of our power. He had 13 home runs that led the team in the first half. Um, And so you could tell that he was ready for that, ready for that next level. And he's kept that, those, those power numbers going in high A with South Bend. You know, it was his second full year in Myrtle Beach. He had spent all of last year with us and then the first half here this year and um, just made a ton of, of really good improvements. And his bat was just uh, a totally different thing from last year to this year. So you can kind of tell that he was going to 
uh, still keep that success going at the higher level. And uh, he definitely did that. I was a little bummed to see Michael Arias finish the year on the IL. I mean, he had such a good season and he I was so impressed by him when I was at Myrtle beach, but uh, another guy who I think he had a, he was involved in a combined no hitter up at uh, South bend. Yeah. He just had an electric arm um, and just a, a really high velocity fastball that was just uh, mowing down hitters and just kind of came out as, as, as a surprise because he was with us at the end of the very end of last year and got a little bit of time. Um, and then not too many expectations coming into this year and just took off right when, uh, right when opening day happened, he just, uh, really had a meteoric rise and, um, yeah, unfortunately ending this year on the IL, but was able to do some good things in South Bend and, uh, can't wait what, can't wait to see what 2024 has in store for him. Absolutely. Now, you know, the thing is, is that you lose all these great players. Like you lose your entire pitching staff, your catcher, you know, outfielders, all these, you're losing all these guys here and you're thinking, okay, well, the second half is going to be a letdown. But even though all those players got promoted that we discussed, you finished the second half second behind the Charleston river dogs. And it wasn't by that many games. No, it was uh, like you said last year. I mean, it was, it was totally different last year. We had a, um, a really, really strong first half and won that title. And then the second half, the month of August was just tough and we slipped a lot. But this year we were right there with Charleston for that second half championship and ended up um, falling behind by only three games when it was all said and done in the second half. But uh, yeah, just got a lot of really impactful players out of the out of the draft. Uh, Brian Calmer was an 18th round pick um, out of Gonzaga by the Cubs this year. And he gets to us August 1st and ever since then has just continued to produce. I mean, he's hit 10 home runs um, in the last month and a half and driven in about 40 runs. His OPS is over a thousand. I mean, he's just been a huge player for us down the stretch in this second half. And then you talk about guys like Brett Bateman, who's been our leadoff hitter that just has a knack for getting on base. He walks more than he strikes out and has great contact skills. Um, Jonathan Long has provided some huge home runs. He was a ninth round pick out of Long Beach State. Bateman was an eighth round pick, but uh, just some guys that have gotten here and, uh, you know, just hasn't hasn't really taken a long time for them to adjust to professional baseball. They just get in right to single A and um, just make a, an impact right away. So those kind of players helped us have a, a really successful second half. We had a winning record and, um, you know, now have taken that momentum into the playoffs. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing for people that may not be familiar with the minor leagues is these guys get promoted, they go to South Bend, and then the new draft picks after some time in the Arizona Complex League make their way to Myrtle Beach. And, and like you said, they just really didn't miss a beat this time around. Um, so now you guys are in the postseason. You played your first game against uh, the River Dogs in Charleston. So it was an away game. Uh, and Jackson Ferris was on the mound, correct? Yeah, yeah. Ferris started that first game. and. Um, went just over four innings. It gave up two earned runs early, but was able to really settle in in innings three and four and ended up having a pretty solid start. And then we had uh, great relief appearances from Cohen Moreno, who kept the River Dogs at two runs. Um, Angel Hernandez followed him and kept the score the same and uh, just kind of struggled. We lost two to one in that first game and just kind of struggled to have some timely hitting. Um, you know, we had the bases loaded in back-to-back innings and ended up only getting one run out of it. Um and it was just uh, Charleston really brings a lot of fans. It was a it was a crazy environment, you know, a sellout crowd and everyone's wearing white T-shirts as they try and win their third straight Carolina League championship. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, and so th- th- those fans were fired up for that first playoff game. But we get the boys back to Myrtle Beach on Thursday night. Um, and that game's going to be on marquee. And I'm, I'm really excited for that one because we've been playing really, really well at home. Uh, to finish out the regular season. And I think having the guys back at Pelicans ballpark is is really going to make a difference. Oh, absolutely. Such great fans. And and the thing that excited me, Sam, it's on Thirsty Thursdays. Where Are you guys going to be wearing the pirate uniform? It's a good question, man. I don't know. I, I think for the playoffs, we might be doing our, our normal set of uniforms. Um, but if we were smart, we might, might want to wear the pirate uniforms because I think we were six and three or six and two as the pirate Pelicans this year. Um, so it's a, it's a winning uniform, but... I think we might just be doing the might be doing the primaries for the uh, for the postseason. Winning uniform, and then you have the blackout, and all the fans come out. I'm telling you, Sam, I got some ideas here. But uh, who is going to be on the mound for Myrtle Beach tomorrow? Have we have we found out just yet? Yeah, so we're going to have uh, Jackson Ferris's uh, high school teammate at ING Academy, the lefty Drew Gray, is going to be on the mound for the Pelicans. And Drew um, has been on some limits this year. You know, he's coming off of Tommy John surgery last year, didn't pitch at all. Um, and finally is is tasting some full season baseball and hasn't really gone all that long. So um, I'm not sure what the limit is on him with his start tomorrow, but it, I think it might be more of a bullpen game for us. But, you know, Drew's been off and on. Um, he's had some really, really lockdown starts. And the, the way that he started his Pelicans career was really strong. His first nine innings, three starts, didn't give up a run, um, then kind of ran into some trouble. But Drew's been starting to figure some things out as the uh, as the season goes on. And just super excited to see him um, in the limelight tomorrow and that, that Thursday night start for the first home playoff game. And for everybody that's watching on marquee, what, what are some things that people should be looking for when they watch this team uh, tomorrow night? Well, hopefully you'll be looking for some power. Um, this, this Pelicans team led the Carolina league in home runs. We were the only team over 100 home runs on the year. And our OPS was also the best in the Carolina league. So the lineup was definitely the specialty Um especially in that second half. And, and like I said before, there was no dip from the first half to the second half. I mean, the momentum just continued. Um, this team just won ball games, and the lineup uh, is really, really what carried this team. And we also had, you know, we had eight walk-off wins on the year. And I think five or six of those were in the second half of the season. This team has a knack for making dramatic moments late in games and being able to come back. And that's how our our regular season finished last Sunday um, against Columbia. We were down by four runs at one point, ended up coming back and had a walk-off double by Pedro Ramirez, who's been awesome for us down the stretch. So, uh, you know, this team falls behind early. Don't panic because uh, the, the lineup can certainly keep this this team in games and hopefully the pitching shows up and uh, the bullpen's able to hold it down. So I'm super excited. It's going to be a really fun game. Pelicans and uh, Charleston River Dogs, an in-state rivalry. The two teams only separated by about – two hours. Um, so it, it'll be a fun one. Fans are going to be here and uh, I'm excited to call it. And uh, are you going to be calling it on your own or is Marquis sending anyone down or you got this, you got this, right? Uh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, no, it'll be me and John Cummings and John usually comes on for, uh, for our Marquis games. He's a, uh, he's a local guy. So I love working with him and um, yeah, no, I mean, playoff baseball, you always kind of get the jitters a little bit, um, especially last night in Charleston, I was calling that game on the radio and just looking around and, and seeing all the people, you just get excited. You know, it's just a different, it's a different feel. It's a different environment. Um, but I couldn't be more excited for it. And I know that uh, Myrtle Beach fans are going to show up and support their team. 
When you call a playoff game, do you kind of go through the same routine you try to always do, or do you kind of switch things up a little bit different? Well, I, I've, I've, I've called a few. Um, I've called, gosh, three or four in my lifetime. Um, so it hasn't really been a lot, but the tone is definitely different. When I went on the air uh, last night, it was, you know, less, okay, let's, you know, let the game breathe and let's, you know, tell a story about a player or something. And it's more of kind of what's happening in the moment um, and just making things dramatic. I mean, last night was a 2-1 game. You know, it was uh, the largest lead for Charleston was two runs and it was close all the way through. And, um, you know, we had the tying run on base in the ninth inning and, you know, almost were able to come back. So, it was a very, uh, very dramatic game. So I'm always trying to make, you know, kind of play things up and make things um, – trying to capture the moment is kind of what I'm trying to say and um, make everybody feel like feel like they're there and feel like it's, uh, you know, what that playoff feel is. So, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit different of a call. Um, but, man, I, it's, it's really exciting. I mean, playoff baseball, you can't get any better than that. And so it will be on Marquee tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern, correct? That's correct, yes. So for anyone listening, local Chicago time, 6 p.m. on Marquee, they can also stream the games, correct? Yeah, you can go to uh, MILB TV. You can do that. You can do Valley Live. We also have an audio stream on our website, MyrtleBeachPelicans.com. There's uh, just a ton of ways to, to be able to watch this one. So there's no Cubs game tomorrow, and, and right now the way the Cubs are playing, I, I, I want to. I need a little change up here. So I think I think everyone should tune in to watch uh, the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. Hear Sam's call. Uh, Sam, where can everybody follow the Pelicans and yourself on social media? Yeah, we're all over social Twitter at Pelican Baseball, Instagram at Pelicans Baseball, Facebook, Myrtle Beach Pelicans, YouTube, TikTok. We got everything. Um, and our, our production team is really doing a good job of, uh, you know, hyping these playoff games up. We've got a ton of cool stories coming out and, and great videos as well. So check us out there. Uh, me on Twitter, I'm at Sam underscore Weederhaft, Instagram at Weederhaft. And I'm always retweeting Pelican stuff and all that. So. You can interact with me on that. But uh, Crawley, dude, appreciate you having me on to talk playoff baseball. <laughs> Absolutely. I love playoff baseball anytime. I love the Pelicans. I'll be wearing my, uh, I will be wearing my gear while watching the game. And, and we'll have you back to kind of recap the entire season, kind of give us a little bit more. But I just wanted to have you on. I definitely want to talk about you being interviewed by Buddy Bailey. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, there, hey, there's a lot to talk about there. Let me tell you. <laughs> Sam, thanks for joining us, and good luck with the call tomorrow, and, and, and give our best to the team, all right? Yes, sir. Appreciate it, Crawley.